Welcome to BNB Books and Banter, a podcast where we are currently reading through Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive. This is Linda. And I'm Sarah. We're currently reading the first book, The Way of Kings. Welcome to Chapter 30, where we hang out with Kaladin and Gaz. All right. Let's uh, kick this off, shall we? Mm-hmm. Chapter 30, Darkness Unseen. Mm-hmm. I wonder, have you noticed that... Um... Kaladin's chapter has a different image under the chapter heading to Shalon's chapter. Yes. His has always been that banner, like the sphere with the banner and then all the other ones kind of thrusting up circle. And then Shalon's has always looked like a weird mountain to me. With an eye in the middle? Yeah, like a weird mountain with the eye and the ocean and like on a cloudy day with sunlight or something. It's weird. It's like overly exposed. Yeah. But given what Shalana is starting to see, maybe that symbol makes sense for her. Mm, we'll have to see. Yeah. And Kaladin's is just self-explanatory, I would say. A spear with a banner and more spears. <laughs> yeah. Following his lead. And then we assume that that's Kaladin. But yeah. Yeah. Pretty simple to make out. Yeah. The quote this time uh, is is on your favorite topic. Well, one of your favorite topics. <laughs> Spread. No, <I'm> <laughs> the other favorite topic. <laughs> Desolation. <laughs> mm. yeah. All right. They were suddenly dangerous, like a calm day that became a tempest. This fragment is the origin of a Thalen proverb that was eventually reworked into a more common derivation. I believe it may reference the Voidbringers. See, Ixix's Emperor fourth chapter mm. it paints the void bringers as just being normal and then all of a sudden snapping so it makes you wonder yeah what's what is related to the void bringers yeah what what makes them become a tempest mm-hmm. lots of questions mm-hmm. we shall have to see but for this chapter we're obviously back with kaladin yes and he has captured everybody within his control mm. no it doesn't say how long how much time has passed since the last time we were with Kaladin no it doesn't but now he has 29 men following him yes at least I guess that's where I was going bridge four follows him they're not loyal they may not love him but they do follow him and it's a big concession because he has some training yeah, they're willingly getting up in the morning, following his instructions, doing drills, all because he makes stew in the evenings. Well, I think, sorry, I'm flipping through this part past gas. Let's go back to him later and continue with Kaladin. Mm-hmm. Two weeks is how long it takes, I think. Two weeks. It's taken him two weeks to convince all of Bridge Four. That it was worth training. Yeah, live their lives a bit. Come have stew in the evenings, have a bit of laughter. Run around the yard during the day when they're not working. Because they'll be better for it. Have some interactions with other people. Right. And in the two weeks, they had two bridge run. One, they just got there late. And then two, they lost two of the squad. And two more were wounded. Mm. So... 
Kaladin is treating the wounded, which on top of, you know, having nightly stew means you have a chance of living. Mm-hmm. So, and not being left behind because that in the very first attempts to bring the wounded back like they they did. Mm-hmm. And I think it was no secret that Gaz refused to pay for men who were not healthy and could go on bridge runs. Mm-hmm. And so if you were injured enough to be out of duty, and if you weren't going to get paid, the only way you get to eat is the nightly stew. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very eminent, like in the forefront of a lot of Bridge 4, that it could be them just as easily as it could have been, you know, Narm and, and Pet. It could be any one of them, and you can never know how harsh the injury is going to be it's just too easy to see being left behind and dying of starvation Mm. dying not of your injury but of lack of food right or water right if nothing else Kaladin will ensure that you'll get treated and you'll get food which means you'll actually survive Mm -hmm. so why wouldn't you fall in line and obey exactly the alternative is a lot worse. Mm-hmm. And I wonder too if during these two bridge runs they felt the effects of some of their training. Mm. Has it hit them yet that what they're doing is actually good for them? <laughs> mm-hmm. I would assume it's starting to have effect. I think so. I would think so. Then there's the stone gathering duty. He just paints it. Oh, we're going to do it as stream training. And you know, gets a few more people that could be trusted to help gather knob weed so that they can have more oh, extra coin for the, the food that's feeding the entire bridge for and uh, also building up his medical supplies, which, you know, uh, we, we did talk about previously. We're like, oh, he must have kept some back for himself. And now he's using, I'm sure, the some of the money to get other tools and or supplies that he may need to treat his men Mm -hmm. yeah so he is acting like a proper leader and he does refer to his crew as soldiers at one point yes he does but that's what they are they're part of the army so so it's Kaladin they're soldiers whether they are fighting or not exactly and then there's a conversation with Syl and she's like Gaz is looking slippery over there. So Gaz is, was talking to his superior. Mm-hmm. Um, and Syl decided to, you know, have a nosy on over, see what the story was. But she it was too late. She noticed a little too late, so she wasn't present for the whole thing. But she saw enough to be worried. Right. And it turns out that Lamarel is extorting... Or blackmailing gas, really. Blackmailing gas. And I, part of me is like, what is he blackmailing gas with? <laughs> like, can we find out? But uh, at the end of the day, the big bully is in himself being bullied. Yes. So he is doing unto others what is being done to him. Right. And it turns out that as little as Kaladin is able to pay, it's really helping Gaz meet his own payments that he has to make. So as much as he 
doesn't want to be dependent or give Kaladin the leeway, right? When it comes to getting bribed, he has to. Like Gaz, without that little bit of payment, like will have almost either nothing or won't have enough. Mm. I mean, it's easy to see why he was so easy to bribe. Yeah. Which, I mean, Kaladin saw immediately. (laughs) It's just (laughs) how desperate he was for money. Right. And that's the thing we were talking about, right? Gaz knows he has so much more to lose than his position Mm. right now. Like, he doesn't want to be a bridgeman. Mm. I mean, he is in that unfortunate position of knowing exactly what the bottom looks like, but not being at the bottom himself. Exactly. That does not excuse how he treats the people at the bottom, though. No, it never never does. But, you know, it's a very poor way to make himself feel better about what's going on in his own life. Mm-hmm. We don't know what he's done to get into this position. Mm-hmm. But clearly, um, Laminel, anyway, doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. But at least he knows enough that he says, you can't just, you know, assassinate Kaladin, basically. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, not allowed to assassinate him. That's an easy way to make a martyr. It also speaks to the amount of attention Kaladin has drawn to himself and his crew. Mm. I keep saying crew, but it's really his like, uh, bridge crew. His bridge crew. Yeah, it's his crew. So Kaladin's making something of himself noticeable enough that people can't assassinate him. Mm. Well, they can't assassinate him overtly. He can't just, like, wake up one morning and discover Kaladin is dead. Right. Then you're definitely gonna draw attention to what he's... even more attention and maybe validating what he's doing. Yep. Yep. The bridge crews will see what actually terrifies the leadership in Sadeus's camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not a good place. Mm. But, and Kaladin, I think, has an inkling of what the real purpose is because he knows that the officers don't care whether the bridge crews live or die. And it's not an attitude that you would normally see. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think Kaladin has the pieces. I think he's bright enough to piece this whole picture together. But I also think there's a part of him that is denying the awful truth of Mm. what's going on. Yeah. Like, there is a part where he wonders why... He still wonders why they're not given shields. Right. Whereas we know from Gaz and Laminal's conversation that the... Why would they give shields to the bait? Right. They want to make the person feel like they were able to at least do something. Even if it is take out a bridge crew. Mm. His name is Lamaril, not Lamaril. Lamaril. Yeah. <laughs> I've, pronounced it, I've been pronouncing it wrong. My apologies. But yeah, I mean, it gives... I don't know why they want the Prashendi to feel like they are having some sort of dent in their forces when they're not. I don't... Which me, It implies that they would like the war to continue. Mm. That's, to me, what it implies. And the only... Reason for that is because they want to continue fighting for the gem gem hearts. hearts. Yeah. Because technically, if the war is over and everybody goes back, then these high princes 
may not have this direct access to these gem hearts again. Yes. And they have to go back to their own kingdoms or princedoms where their resources may not be as abundant. And we know that um, Sedeus's princedom is up near Caledon's. Or not up near Caledon. It is where Caledon is from. Yeah, right. But for me, like the reason Sedeus would want the war to continue has another layer to it. He has another motivation and having being able to farm more of these gems are is just the added benefit. Mm. He believes in he wants to secure the throne from within. Mm-hmm. So he needs the time to like put these strategies and to win these loyalties and all that stuff. Or if not when the loyalties become such a influence that people are afraid of what he could do to them to secure to secure that loyalty to the throne versus Delinar who just wants to let's fulfill the honor pact and you know when our you know and and do it that way mm. is that right or am i mixing it up Delinar wants to end a war as soon as possible so they can focus on building their relationships internally like a full-on like yes yes no that's correct i, I did say it correctly okay good sedeus wants to do it far more politically which, and Dalinar is not a political person. Right. He's far more straightforward. I think what's interesting is that they mention Sedeus's enemies, not just the enemy, which would be the Parshendi. Mm. So for Sedeus, he feels like he's not just battling against Parshendi. He has enemies elsewhere among the High Princes. We don't really see him interacting yet with them. Um, a lot of the high princes. Yeah. But, I mean, apart from Dalinar, he's the one with the most influence over the king. Yeah. Um, I think we've only really seen Dalinar and Sedeus of the high princes. The others just feel like minor characters. Mm. Honestly, if Sedeus and Dalinar were to join forces on anything, I doubt the other high princes could get their way. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So now that, you know, we're not talking about Kaladin, <laughs> we should probably talk about Kaladin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we do get Gaz's point of view in this chapter. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that it endears Gaz to me anymore, but... It confirms what we thought about Gaz, I think. A little bit. I don't think we t- discussed that, whether or not he actually wanted to do mm. what he's doing. The... That's true. Right. I still think Gaz is petty. Yes. Oh, definitely. He would be very... <laughs> yeah, he he would definitely do all the petty things, but maybe not to quite this extreme of... um, Yeah, just maybe not to this extreme. But that doesn't make me feel any better about him as a character slash person. Mm. I mean, he is in a very bad situation. The problem is that he is responding in such a way that I mean you just don't feel like you want to support him as a character yep like he has choices and he's choosing to save his own skin he inspires no sim- he doesn't inspire much sympathy for me mm. <laughs> I guess <laughs> uh, yeah I'm not I'm not I'm just like mm, mm. 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> Kinda, like I said, it makes me wonder what the blackmail material is, but that's all it does. Yeah. What has Lamoril got on Gaz? What could Gaz possibly be hiding? Right. And that would make the consequence that he probably would join the bridge crew. Mm. Speaking of the bridge crew, Kaladin is um, trying out a new idea. Yes. So I think Kaladin has grown a lot as a leader, but also just in general that he is thinking of new ways to protect his crew. Right. So it turns out there is some amount of logic to the madness. Generally, the bridge crews are based on their height. <laughs> that's that's the that's the reasoning for some of this. Every bridge crew except bridge 4. They should all have be surrounded by people of their own height to help carry the bridges. But bridge 4 get the leftovers, so they have all different heights to deal with. Mhm. I mean, you have Rock the horn eater? Yep. He's a mini mountain. <laughs> like <laughs> I am sure there are men there who are quite normal in height but look tiny compared to him. Yes. And of course, that means there's got to be a couple of short people. Mhm. So, Kaladin is thinking of ways of using the bridge to protect his men. But also thinking of excuses on how to explain this to Gaz. <laughs> yeah. This is totally not a giant shield that I am thinking of using. Right. Never would I think that. Turning this bridge into a shield. This is about how we can carry this easier. <laughs> Especially with less men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kaladin, you are you are quick on your feet, sir. You are quick on your feet. I think actually what's um, very telling in this is Gaz questions whether Kaladin was telling the truth about being a former soldier. Like, he can't possibly believe Kaladin was telling the truth. I'm like, how much more does Kaladin have to do to prove to you that he was a soldier? He, like, he, he has his crew doing drills in the morning and obeying him. And gathering together in the evening to bond. Are they not how you would get your soldiers to integrate with each other and work better with each other? Yeah, but Gas doesn't want that. Like, being in denial about it won't change the the fact of the matter. (laughs) Right. What's also very interesting is, surely it would have been very easy to look up whether Kaladin was formally part of an army or not. Was there no, like, written records of who? But the records wouldn't be here on the Shadow Plains. Well, I mean, you could send back for them. You could ask the question. Span read. I mean... He is developing... He is getting a lot of notice. Enough notice that they want him gone without it being overtly assassined. Don't forget that he was part of Amaram's army, right? And I thought we said that... Is Amram not under Sedeus's area? I want to say that Kaladin saw Amram at one point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's so he has exposure and could easily be identified. Mm-hmm. Not just because of his branding or whatever, but But no one's questioning where he has come from? Well, his crew was. They were like 
thought he was just being uppity. But I mean, the higher-ups aren't questioning where he has come from. Gaz is. We don't know if Lamorell is. They just see a bridge crew member getting notions. Exactly. Exactly that. But like we're saying, Helen is starting to draw attention. And some of the attention might be related to his past, which he may not want. So we'll see. We'll see where this goes, because I'm not sure he's quite ready for that. No, I don't think so. Um, but anyways, Kaladin, with his creativity and carrying the bridge on the side, might actually be the way that Gaz will get him to be punished. Hmm. So, that said... That's why Gaz agrees to him doing it. I know. <laughs> when Gaz smiles, you're, you know something's, something's coming. Yeah, when Gaz thinks it's a good idea, it's probably a bad idea. Exactly. He's too petty to actually be happy about your good ideas. <laughs> Come on. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That said, something I wanted to point out was the conversation with uh, Moash. Yes. Moash. Did we say Moash or Moash? Moash. So apparently, Kaladin has picked Rock, Teft, Scar, and Moash to be sub-squad commanders. And from his experience, soldiers work best in smaller groups of six or eight mm -hmm. so no more than eight so we have four sub-leaders and Marsh actually questions him about why he picked him to be a sub-leader right because he was very vocally anti-Kaladin for a while yes and still is says that I don't think you're a gift from the almighty I don't trust you but Kaladin still wants that in one of his squad leaders. To, I think he needs to have somebody who will tell him when they think something is wrong. Yes. So that he knows. So he can't have people, he can't have yes-men all around. No, that's very dangerous. Exactly. So good on Kaladin for realizing that. Mm -hmm. It is. And as you said, it's very dangerous to not know all of the opinions in the room. Well, not even just opinions, but if they're formulating, and this is looking far in the future, like when you're on a bridge run, you, there's no need to formulate any plans or, you know, stuff like that. But having somebody who could, who has a different opinion, therefore has a different point of view, means that you are considering other alternatives. And the, mm -hmm. especially when there are lives on the board, you know, for any plan that you make, have if even having that one point could save some lives, it's worth it, mm -hmm. isn't it? You have a stronger plan for it. You you have contingency in case whatever the scenario is that, you know, I don't know. To me, it just, there's a lot of value added. And knowing that Moash is vocal about it means that, you know, he's not afraid to say it. That's all I got. <laughs> I was just sitting here. I'm like, yeah, that's it. We're going to be reading... Chapters 31 and 32 for next week. I promise it's not because I'm the one recording this that we read two chapters, but maybe. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter or on Instagram at BN Banter Podcast. Again, that's BN Banter Podcast to get episode updates. If you extra love us, please leave a review wherever you get your podcast to help spread the joy.